By pressing play, you've been transported to Escape Velocity, where the random and ridiculous thoughts expressed here do not reflect the views of the store or the employees. There will be no apologies for the things said today by your hosts and their guests. With that being said, enjoy the experience. Fucking always forget that shit. Alright, so no intro today. We're just going to go ahead and jump into today's episode of Escaping Podcast. The best podcast in Colorado Springs when it comes to all things geek, nerdy, and everything in between. And by everything in between, he's talking about the wage gap. It's too big. It's uh, it's too big. So let's go ahead and fix that. Uh, as always, I am Daniel. Across from me is... Kills for show, aka I'm not Caitlin because I'm a chiller frost. <laughs> Joining us as always is our third host, you know or you love her. Michelle with no intro as always. Ooh. Michelle with no intro. It's great. I like that great passive aggressive shit. Yeah, it's good. It's my life. This is my blood type. So last week we uh had a couple guests on. We talked about, you know, some of the most magnificent women in Marvel that we appreciate that we uh wanted to come and talk about. Today we're going across the pond again. You might have noticed the theme from last month as well. We are talking about DC Comics. Now, uh, there's a whole lot to choose from here. Mm-hmm. Um, a person, plethora. A plethora of amazing women. And same as last week, we're going to talk about some heroes. We're going to talk about some villains. We're going to talk about uh, some moments and some things that uh, really, really helped shape the universe. So let's go ahead and start with Kels. Kels, go ahead and uh, tell me who you picked. So who I picked is not a who. It's more of a whom. Because to me, they're a dynamic duo, like... They're a tandem, and it's going to be Starfire, a.k.a. Corey Anders, a.k.a. Princess Coriandra, and Raven, a.k.a. Rachel Roth of the Teen Titans, because mm-hmm. watching the original Teen Titans cartoon was such a joy because it inf- uh, it infused that anime aspect of the cartoons that I was watching at the time, plus they were already superheroes. Like, I was... Uh, I was already familiar with Robin, Cyborg, of course, from the old school Justice League cartoons. But then this bring, um, brought to up my attention. It's like, okay, there's something new. So let me watch this shit. I'm like, yo. Like most people in my age demographic, like we all love the original Teen Titans. Oh, it's amazing. And one of the reasons were, um, one of the reasons why was because of these two women. Like Starfire being the naive alien from Tamara who also was a princess, and then she had a whole issues with her um, sister, Blackfire. Oh, that was a great episode, though. Exactly. Like, she fled that because she didn't agree with what they wanted her to be. They wanted her to rule, but she wasn't ready for that shit. And she has that... She's basically kind of like the bubbles of the squad. Like, she's naive, but she's not dumb, but she just wants to see the bright side to most situations. Mm -hmm. And she's just so full of life, and she's just open to everything. And fun fact about Starfire... They have, um, Tamaranians have the ability to learn the language of the people of a planet by kissing them, which they debuted in that um, T Times versus Just Lee m- movie, mm-hmm. or that might have been the Judas Contract movie. Right, right. But right. that was brought up too, and that shit was dope. And then Raven, it just was like so dope because a lot of the story arcs evolving, revolving T Times deal with the fact that she was basically birthed to be, um, she was basically birthed. To be uh, her father's trigon access to ultimate power. Like, all only thing she was there to... The only reason she exists was to be his access to uncontrollable power. So he didn't look like look at her as a daughter. 
he looked at her as a tool, as a weapon. And so she had to grow up being raised to realize I'm the reason why the world's going to end because my father wants me here so he could take control of what I possess. Would you compare her to Todoroki? Oh, shit. Trigon is the endeavor. Right? Because they was breeding bitches. Yeah. Yes, Todoroki ain't no bitch because that nigga go hard. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. yo, but yes, I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, it's that father-son-daughter dynamic. Like, I want you to be better than me so I can use you. Mm-hmm. And Todoroki is all like, I don't want to accept this, so I'm not going to use my fireside. Ray was like, no, I'm going to disregard my father. I'm not going to even try to fucking... Um, Learn how to use my demonic side of me, even though that is a part of me. And that's always her struggle and always her character arc is to realize, no, that darkness is a part of you. You just have to learn to control it and not let it control you. Just like in a Teen Titans um, versus Teen Titans Go animated movie, the central arc of that movie was the fact that both Trigons for separate universes were coming together to take over the... uh, the overall multiverse and Raven's at the center of that because she is so pivotal to Yeah, that. do you feel like Starfire at some point, did you feel like she could be the leader of the Teen Titans? Because like in Rise of Aqualad, when things got very tense, people turned to her instead of Robin because it was so tense. Are you talking about the Rise of Aqualad like in the comic book or uh-huh, in the comic book. Yeah, because like alright, yeah, I agree with I can agree with that in that sense. But just watching it as a kid with the Teen Titans series, I mm-hmm. would never think of Starfire being a leader because she was never shown to have that um, angle to her character. Yeah. Also, or very have that characteristics yeah. from her to the comics. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, she was still a yeah. teen. But like in the animated movies, of course, because she was already leaning teen. She was mature. She was the um, elder statesman of the whole mm-hmm. thing. So they weren't even Teen Titans. Right. There was, there was, there was teen, a first, yeah. first exactly. iteration with uh, Speedy and... Uh, oh, they, yeah. Now yeah. she's like the OG and yeah. it's like one of the things too. It's like, okay. I'm... It's almost Cause like... Because like in the comic books, I feel like she's more neutral where like Robin, you know, he's... We know he's so gonna be, stubborn. Yeah, he. we yeah. know he's going to lead people... Um, he's going to lead the squad no matter what unless somebody has a better idea. But... Thing about Starfire is almost low key more like I would compare it to a storm. Like once she had the role of leadership, she had it. Mm-hmm. But going into it, you didn't think about Storm ever being the lead, the leader of the X Men because you're still a young mutant coming into her own. But then when she had to knuckle down and be the warrior, she had to be Storm rose to the occasion, just like stuff, some um, just like Starfire did. Mm-hmm. So. I had no problem with that, like, reading the comic books, because I did read, like, the new iteration, like, the 52 um, yeah. T-Times, and after that, when, you know, Aqualad came on, and you had Black Kid Flash, mm-hmm. and Corey was the, like, she was the leader, because Dick was being Batman, rolling with Damien. That's Damon. right, this was after yeah. Battle for the Cowl, and exactly. he jumps in there and takes over the role. And then yep. you had to have, you had to deal with Damien being Damien, like, nah, Corey's <laughs> yeah. still here, so you need to listen to somebody, which is also interesting, too, because when you go back to the regular Titan series... She wasn't a part of that. Mm. It was like the original, like Arsenal. I think who, en- Enchantress was uh, on that. Bum- uh, was it Bumblebee? Was part of that? Um, um, Aqua Le- or Tempest at Tempest, the moment? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Wally West was back on that shit. So it was had like the OG Teen Times coming back to be Titans. Titans. Just Titans. But then you had the Teen yeah. Times with Starfire and all that. So yeah, that was interesting too. I really like gravitate towards those characters. Like even in my top ten DC favorite characters, like. 
Raven and Starfire definitely make my list, but it's hard for me to put one above the other because I kind of take um, account of them to being like the yin and the yang the same character. I was going to say, they're definitely yeah, two like, sides that Starfire's like, yeah. oh, hey, guys. Yeah, Earth and Raven's like, mm, <laughs> I don't even want to be here. But even with Raven, it just shows like, even though you feel like you're alone, you're never alone when you're part of a family. Mm-hmm. And the Titans were a family. Oh, yeah. And they always had each other's back no matter what. Well, and she does have that nurturing side because when um, Kid Flash was kicked out, and she was there to comfort him. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think it's funny that you you called her, you know, uh, Starfire kind of the bubbles of the group. Yes. Because if I were to put it in groups, it'd be like Starfire and Beast Boy are more bubbles. Mm. Yes. Then you've got uh, Cyborg and... Uh, Raven. Uh, no, no, Cyborg and Robin as uh, Blossom. And then you've got Raven as Buttercup. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just, yeah. Raven's the only Buttercup. Oh, yeah, she's the yeah. only Buttercup in the squad. It's exactly. pretty great. Yes. So, Michelle, uh, tell us about one of your picks. Oh, obviously, my first pick is Poison Ivy, Pamela oh. Isley. Yeah. That girl is poison. <laughs> Busted. Yeah. And we're going to leave it at that. Copyright reasons. But in I- your head, please imagine Turk from Scrubs dancing. Or <laughs> 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 her and Harley Quinn in a new cartoon doing that shit together. That's oh, God, yeah. Good. I feel like she's like the character I can relate to the most. So are you speaking to her as a villain or speaking about her as a hero? Uh, you know, I, at this point. I'm always mixed. I feel like there's times Wait, where... Wait, literally you're always are mixed. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I think I have a soft spot for these villains or heroes that were like doctors. I mean, she was a botanical biochemist. Mm. Um in New 52, obviously, she has a new origin story where she kind of worked for Bruce Wayne, got fired, and... Oh. Yeah. That went that angle. Yeah. Were you cool with that, or were you like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was cool with it. Yeah. yeah. Just, and she uses her pheromones, you know, the kiss of death, or mm-hmm. to kind of seduce you. Um, but yeah, and, and the other thing I can relate to her, like, sometimes, you know, people are shit, and she believes in the botanical life and the environment as being more important than... Humans. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, trust me, I get it. Yeah. And we're cancerous parasites. Yeah. And it's like, maybe we don't deserve to be here. Yeah. Yes, the Matrix taught me that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the Harley cartoon, too. I, I freaking adore Have you her. Finished it? Yeah. Oh, oh Daniel yeah. hasn't finished it. I know that for a fact. Oh. We want to talk about that. Yeah. That shit got good at the end for no damn reason. Her and Kite Man. Hell yeah. Her and Kite Man. Hell yeah. So great. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. Ganging up on the Daniel. <laughs> oh, maybe this is redundant, but was Poison Ivy your favorite character in the Harley Quinn series? Yes. Besides her, who was your second favorite? Clayman. Me too. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clayface. Yeah, Clayface. Clayface yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what is it about uh, uh, Poison Ivy that really pulls you to her? I think that um, you know she doesn't look for a team. You know. Right her reasons aren't for gaining power for herself. It's more to protect the environment, the earth as she Mm -hmm. sees it. Not like I'm a tree hugger or anything, but (laughs) (laughs) I like that about her. And then her dynamic with Harley Quinn throughout the years. It's a really, really good dynamic. It is. There's uh, one of the more recent comics where she, uh, Harley does something. I won't give it away, but she grabs her and she's like, no, you're the reason why I gave humanity a chance. It's for you. It's not for them. The reason I don't wipe everyone out is because of our relationship. Yeah. Yeah. That's and huge. I mean and she has that back and forth with Batman as well. He's the only one that seems to be immune to yeah. her seduction. It's true. So it's kind of that battle she has cuz he's so hard to get. 
Um, and even with Gotham City Sirens, which is one of my favorite series, mm. it I loved it. Even and I'm glad towards the end, you know, Catwoman was kind of booted and <laughs> and it really was and booted. And it was that dynamic between Harley and um, Poison Ivy that yeah, I really I adore. Catwoman, uh, I can. I like her for I other reasons. Woman, but that's just because Joelle Jones' writing and her art together makes yeah. me love Catwoman no matter what. Yeah. And you both shit in boxes. We both shit in boxes. But in that dynamic, I always <laughs> felt like she was like the hypocritical one who thought she was above everyone. Oh, Ooh, Catwoman? Yeah. Oh, no, what? So in, that, in that three, that trio? Okay, yeah. if you pick yeah. three people and like those two are that, yeah. But also, Pamela Isley always thought she was better than everyone. Yes, because she's about the earth. Because she is. She's about the green. (laughs) She has the most power out of those. She is. (laughs) Just because you rub aloe vera on yourself every day does not make you (laughs) better than anyone. Nigga, she bleeds aloe vera. Literally. Mm. Yeah. So, with the Robert Pattinson and Batman coming out, and there's going to come a point in time when they do give us a new Poison Ivy. Yeah. Do you have anybody in mind that you would like to see play her? I think we've talked about this, and I really like Audrey Plaza. Aubrey yes. Plaza. Aubrey. Really? Yeah. I. You always team Aubrey. I think she's I, like exactly, that cynical, that, you know, sarcastic I, I would have never side. Of that, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Just that I hate humanity. Oh my God, yeah. Humanity sucks. But then seeing her get like, like yep. But but no, no, that's her at the beginning, and then you get her a little more animated when she's mm. in tune with the earth and everything, and you get that evil Aubrey Plaza mm-hmm. face with her more like and her like yeah. her and Margot Robbie's. Oh. Now I'm just thinking about it. She's her like. That loving, sarcastic big, relationship yeah. between them. That would be amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah, you know what? So would you go with um, green skin, Aubrey, or would you keep her... Green skin. With the red hair? Okay, yeah. okay. More villains of color. Yeah. <laughs> Different hues for what you do. <laughs> there is there is a... Um, <laughs> just for that, there's a Venture Brothers scene where they're asking what they want from the, you know, the, the Council of Seven now. And there's a black hero who gets up and is like, more villains of color. And a purple guy gets up in the back and he's like, more villains of color! <laughs> 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 yeah, not what I meant. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. Yeah. <laughs> No, I believe that wholeheartedly. Yeah, because Ivy would be in that same thing where, you know. Definitely. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so... What about you, Daniel? Man, I gotta say, you know, we've gone hero-villain. I feel like we gotta go back to... Not villain, anti-hero. Anti-antagonist, even. Would yeah. you consider Poison more like Galactus? Like, is it... She's literally a force of nature. Exactly, yeah. so is she really a bad guy? She like, don't shit on the earth like this. No, because if you shit on the earth, it's fertilizer. I wouldn't say don't shit on the earth, don't treat the uh, earth like shit. Yes. Word, I yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. So I'll talk about uh, someone who's very close to my heart. And uh, I, you, you've heard me talk about her on, uh, you know, a few other episodes. And this is Big Barda. Mm. Oh. BBW. BB Barda. <laughs> She's the wife of Scott Free. I've been saying that I want Gina Carino to play her. And I want, uh, like, Daniel Radcliffe to play Scott Free, Mr. Miracle. Because he's kind of small. Mr. Miracle's shorter than her. And then you've got Big Barda, who is literally No, get your a boy, Tigran Arian, or whatever that motherfucking name is. Taryn Egerton? Yeah. Yeah, Scott Free. I like him better, Scott Free. No, see, because you, did you read Mr. Miracle? No. There's a part where he's all scruffy, and he's kind of, you see how short, much shorter he is? But he's shorter And I imagine a scruffy Daniel Radcliffe just kind of like, yeah, it's perfect, because he's short, and she's Gina Carino's size, you exactly. know, like, hey, and they still love each other. 
Word. So Big Barda was first uh, introduced in Mr. Miracle number four in 1971, and they kind of threw a bunch of characters into Mr. Miracle right at the gate that are like, hey, these are who are important to you. Mm. This is the story you get. She was created by Jack Kirby, and um, she was actually modeled after Lainey K- uh, Kazan. Now, if you don't know who that is, she was the mom on Big My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know Interesting that. fact. Uh, Jack Kirby actually modeled her after her. Model Big Barda after uh, Lainey Kazan after he saw her topless in Playboy. <laughs> of course. Yeah, right. It's like, okay, so it wasn't because of any acting prowess or anything like that. He's like, oh. R.I.P. Oh. Physically, this is it. <laughs> That's right. Hugh Hefner is dead, isn't he? Yeah, R.I.P. When did that happen? Like seven years ago, maybe? No, two years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Wait, he died in <laughs> ni- 1978. Oh, he died ago. in 2018. I swore <laughs> yeah. it'd been like five or ten, like five. Because he had years. just gotten married and then died. Because yeah, I remember last, be thing, last thing about Hugh, he was trying to sell the Playboy, like his estate. To be fair, though, the last year did last at least four. So. Word. Yo. Um, so, R.I.P., bro. <laughs> R.I.P. So she's a member of the New God. She was born on Apocalypse about 250 years ago before, like, main continuity. Yeah, she's looking Yo, good for her age. She on that Wolverine She's shit? on that Doctor Who Time Lord. Like, Yo, <laughs> when you're killing bitches and fighting furies. Moisturize me. Moisturize me. It's like the most. The <laughs> That's more, for you. Yeah. <laughs> is she like saying she All pinned up. <laughs> is it like the most more souls she take, the younger she looks? She doesn't take souls. What but she that? kills people. She's she just one of the the fatal, the fatal Furies. No, female Furies. Female. The fatal female, female Furies. So, Fatal so, Female yeah. Furies was uh, established by Granny Goodness. Granny Goodness and Apocalypse decided to take uh, Big Barda away from her family as a kid and train her to be one of his fiercest warriors, creating the Fatal Female Furies. It's a whole, like, theme on Apocalypse and New Genesis where it's like, hey, you were born, you might be powerful, taking you away from your family and you're going to go do this. Yeah. Like child soldiers. Like child soldiers, exactly. Now, you can, you know, compare that to all the Don't. other stuff because Jack Kirby <laughs> did leave um, it, it Marvel, makes for a Marvel to psyche. do this. But he left Marvel to go do this after working on the Eternals, after working on a bunch of uh, different pro- uh, projects. Yeah. So you kind of see the uh, comparison there. She ended up leading the female Furies and uh, eventually falls in love with Scott Free, who she had known since she was a kid because they were mm. both in the same torture camps that Granny Goodness was running. Mm. Which is their way of caring for kids to make them into the best version of themselves, which is awful. So they didn't meet in summer death camp? Kind of, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> this one time at summer death camp, I uh, shoved this stick up my ass. Word. It's not a stick. It's, it's a, a serpent. Very hot with American <laughs> So she helped Scott Free escape Apocalypse. First person to ever do it. He's an escape artist. She's like, yeah, go get out of here. Go to Earth. And he becomes, you know, a escape artist on Earth, just doing minor illusions. She eventually leaves Granny uh, and decides to head to Earth to find Scott. Eventually, her and Scott get married by the High Father, and you don't really hear about them except for side stories, you know, maybe on Justice League Unlimited, maybe yes. randomly in the back mm-hmm. of other comics, until Tom King's Mr. Miracle. What? Holy shit, this book, I heard that This shit book? Amazing. I haven't read it. Oh, it's so good, because his reality is splitting, either, and... Then she gets pregnant, and it's going through their life, and it's so, there's these little uh, slice-of-life moments mm. that make it amazing. There's one scene where Darkseid takes a carrot from a charcuterie plate, it dips it in ranch, eats it, and you see him just crunching, and then he goes back for another one, and you're like, what the fuck am I reading? <laughs> Why is Darkseid eating carrots and ranch? Because <laughs> they're supposed and to get... He's not even double-dipping. He's not even double-dipping. That would the most, dipping. like, evil thing for him to do, like... 
<laughs> yeah. No. Instead, he's just like, oh, this this shit this shit this shit slaps. For <laughs> like, of course, Dark Side doubled it. So she's evil. pregnant. They're talking about their kid. They eventually have to give the kid uh, to Dark to Dark Side. But there's one part where they're fighting against him, and the whole time, her and Scott are having this conversation about how they're going to remodel the house, how, which walls they're going to tear down to make room for the baby's room. You know, what about the closet? Well, that closet we can tear down and make a bigger bathroom. And yeah. It's so fucking wonderful because she knows Scott will always escape, mm-hmm. and he knows she will always destroy anyone in her path that stands in the way. And it's just such a great book. She, at one point, has to deal with the fact that he might die, and he's all feeling sorry for herself. And she punches him and just lays him out. And she's like, stand up. And he stands up and she knocks him down again. She's like, stand up. What a healthy relationship. Well, it's amazing because that's <laughs> that's where they grew up, you know? Yeah. Like in Apocalypse where get up because you're always going to have to. Yeah. So the reason I like Big Barda is she grew up on Apocalypse. She grew up in the worst fucking case scenario and still sees the hopeful side of things. Yeah. Even if it means she has some less than healthy coping mechanisms, like yeah. beating her husband and telling him to get up, or, you know. <laughs> we were just talking about the Harley cartoon, and when you're talking about him being a scrawny guy, and then her, I keep thinking about um, Dr. Psycho and um, Gigantic. Um, Gigantic, yeah. <laughs> See? Like, like, yeah. that part when, like, um, poison, you didn't get there yet, but Poison Ivy is a big-ass Poison Ivy, and he's like, oh, you know my type already. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, we do. You like big bitches. Yeah. Like, she ain't no wrong <laughs> Well, and that's the thing. Big Barda, she has an issue about her her, um, her height. Mm-hmm. In the Mr. Miracle book written by Tom King, when they go back to Apocalypse, Granny Goodness is there, and she's like, you've gotten big. And she's like, I know. Mm-hmm. And Granny Goodness is like, no, no, no. It's wonderful. You look amazing. Yeah. And it's this weird, sweet moment from her torturer, seeing her as an adult who is this warrior, being like, you're magnificent. Because the bigger you are, the stronger you are, the more deadly <laughs> you are. Right. That's right. Could you imagine you. being the actress that they were like, oh, we're going to put... Big Barda, and you inspired us. I would be like, oh. Uh, I mean, but again, Gina Carino. She's yeah. a UFC fighter. She was in The Mandalorian. She should She's be solid. She-Hulk. She should be Big Barda. Yeah. She Which is, I actually questioned uh, her acting until Mandalorian, and then I really uh, yeah, There no, wasn't she, much for her to do. She yeah, there was wonderful, but. and, uh, you know, not to um, and don't forget sexualize she was- her too much, but I'd like her to break me. Death by Snoo Snoo. Death by Snoo And don't forget, she was in fucking Deadpool as well, the first yeah, one. Yeah, she was uh, Blockbuster. Yeah. Blockbuster, yes. And that was amazing, that moment where she falls and then Colossus is like, oh, you have fallen off yeah. of your shirt. She's like, oh my God, thank Wasn't you. Wasn't she in one of the Fast and Furious? Too? Yes. I don't know how she many was, there are now. She was probably now. the first one to punch with, the car with, with the Gal Gadot. Um, Gal Gadot. 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 What? <laughs> she was in the Fast and Furious movie with Wonder Woman. Gal Gadot. She was in that one when Han, quote unquote, died, mm. and that's when I realized no, Han died in uh, uh, the no, 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 Force no, Awakens. That's when that's when I realized I was programmed to be racist in that movie too, because it's that scene when Han and Tyrese is about to fight huh. the other Asian dude. And I'm sitting there in the theater like, oh shit, Han about to pull out that kung fu in his ass. Now Han gets his ass whooped. Like, <laughs> why did he fucking beat him up? Because I was like, oh, you, you. I assume. You because chose Ed, Stanley. You were Michael Scott, and you chose Stanley. Exactly, because <laughs> in all the iteration of action movies, no matter what, every time there's an Asian person in the movie, yeah. they automatically know Kung Fu and karate. Because we can fly when we fight. Exactly. I see Crouching Tiger. Y'all are not Wendy Wu. Y'all don't give a Wu. fuck about gravity. Y'all are not Wendy Wu. But I saw that movie like, ooh, they got me. 
Because <laughs> I was totally expecting him to pull out a hip, spin See? a heel kick like Chun Li or some shit. He did. And even Tyrese in that movie looked at him like, I thought you had it. Like, why? I was like, ooh, shit. I'm Tyrese. I am See? loud. See? All right. So, so that's why I like Big Barda. She's amazing to me. She's a great partner. She grew up in some shit situations, but still makes the best of it. Mm-hmm. And when she has a family... That comes first in such a big way that it doesn't distract her from still being a hero or doing what needs to be done. She just, she's able to juggle it all in such a way that you're like, oh, life hasn't broken you down. And if anything, it's made you bigger and better and you're going to keep going. Bigger, better, barter. Barter. Bigger, (laughs) better, barter. All right, we're going to throw it back over to Kelsey with that. Um, Kelsey, you had another choice today. So you've gone good and even the yin and yang of some good. Tell us about some evil choices. Well, this is going to be another one that's not quite that evil. Because, depending on the iteration of the character, she could be good, she could be bad, but she's always cold. You're that's, as cold as ice. Doom, 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 doom. So, I'm going to talk about none other than Caitlyn Snow from the CW Arrowverse. Oh, yeah. Yes. Because in that um, series, she starts off as. A split personality of Caitlyn because she finds out later that her dad already knew she would be a meta because he was already a meta, which is weird because prior to the Flash, there was no knowledge of metas at all. <laughs> but he already isolated that gene and tried to splice it out of him, and it was a whole story arc. And what I like about the Killer Frost character outside her power set is like she just doesn't give a fuck. And in the show, she lets it be known, like, I'm not Caitlyn. I'm not soft. I am strong. I'm here to kill because I have to survive. And Caitlyn's like, no, we don't have to do this because we're Team Flash. And I'm a scientist. So I save lives. And one of the things I love, too, about um, Caitlyn Snow and um, Killer Frost was the dynamic between her and Ronnie Raymond, a.k.a. Firestorm. It's like the hot and the cold, literally. So when they did a crossover um, crisis on Earth X... You had the Nazi dark version of Firestorm and Killer Frost. So it's like, damn, babe, you really cooled me down. It's like, well, you heat me up. Like, oh, I love bad puns, especially oh. when they're sexually. <laughs> sexually charged. charged. Bad yeah, puns. Yeah, yeah, like. Also, the fact of her character. CW doesn't do oh. sex, though. It, they're, it, they're oh, they just do virgins. sex. And guess what? They're those like getting ready to drive. They home. do like French kissing. <laughs> and those characters have no problem steaming it up. <laughs> but no, like. <laughs> And that's one of the things, too, like, the Flash does this so thing, like, they will make a villain a villain, but in some iteration, they'll bring him back as a hero. Just like what they did with Captain Cold, guess what, just like what they did with Heat Wave, even with Michael Merlin, goddamn, um, Damien Dark, they will find a way to bring these motherfuckers back and be like, oh, they could be good people depending on the circumstances. Even with Killer Frost, like once Caitlyn realized she was a separate personality, they learned to work and tan them together. Like, all right, yes, yes. if Caitlyn can't do this shit, she gonna go night night. The bad bitch is gonna wake, and everybody getting frostbitten. Oh. I'm gonna shut all this shit down, and that's what I like about that character. It's like sometimes you need a bad guy to get good shit done. And certain um, comic books and continuity, she's been a part of the Suicide Squad. Just like in the Assault, the Assault on Arkham animated movie, which oh, that everybody so that's seen it should say, 
would say that's what the Suicide Squad movie should have been. Mm-hmm. She was a pivotal pivotal part of that movie. Like they had her, they had King Shark, they had Dash, they had had Carl, they had Harley in it, and also guess who was the main antagonist? The fucking Joker. Right. And it all made fucking sense. Poison was part of Suicide Squad at one point too, but it, they just keep everything out. Oh yeah, because she popped up because they're breaking yeah. them all out of Arkham and that was the part when she was fucking up everything and Batman yeah. was trying to drive in with a Batmobile <laughs> yeah. and she was like, fuck that shit with a vibe. <laughs> Guess what? He like, yep. Because yeah. you can't do no shit yeah. when there's a big ass plant with nature. shit the fuck up. Still my favorite from the uh, the Harley TV show where, who is it? The, uh, the Riddler? It's only your favorite because you haven't seen the whole thing yet. No, it's it is my favorite out of everything so far. When it's yes. like I ate a seed and I or I ate an orange and shit out a seed, <laughs> and he just says it so matter of factly, crazily as he's <laughs> laughing and running away. Like how did this happen? No. Uh, the poison of the ivy. <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> the poisoning of ivy. Yes. Caitlyn Snow, Killer Frost, mm-hmm. all day slay. <laughs> so that's what draws you to her, huh? She's so cold. Cold people respect cold people. Chill recognizes chill, baby. <laughs> I don't think you're a cold person. I know. You haven't met me yet. Yeah, otherwise <laughs> we call you Nicole Kidman. It's <laughs> <laughs> face. <laughs> oh. uh. We'll just use your facial expression for our... <laughs> no, the government already does. Our oh image God. for this week's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> my image sells. <laughs> I don't think you heard me. Was my mic off? I said Nicole Kidman. <laughs> no, I heard you. <laughs> Call me Helen Keller because it's on deaf ears. Oh, my God. <laughs> she still loves me, by the way. Helen Keller? No, she hopes. She's it. never seen me. Oh. <laughs> it's like that uh, Michael Bublé song, I Just Haven't Seen You Yet. Bullet. I don't fuck with him like that, <laughs> That nigga be beefing with sparkling waters. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the commercials. <laughs> oh, Michael. Anywho. Yeah. So that's what draws you to her. Her drive, her 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 chill factor. The fact that her she's chillness. also she's also super smart, but uh, can yes. be, you know, has a capacity for good. Exactly. Because yeah. that's all, like Joker says famously, we're all one bad day away from being the bad guy. Mm. And sometimes when you push to a limit, you're going to snap. Yeah. You're going to break. And then it's like, why won't you dare before this to help me when I let you know I'm going through some shit? That's absolutely right. Because I might have chose um, Mrs. Freeze because I realized she came back as a villain. Are you talking about Nora? Yes, but only reason I didn't choose her because I haven't read that arc yet. I'm kind of waiting for it to come in a paperback. It might already be out, okay. so I can read that whole arc. But it's a whole other podcast. Completely fair, completely fair. But yes. yeah, no, great choice with Killer Frost. Um, all right, Michelle, uh, <laughs> go ahead and tell me uh, who was your other pick. I had to go with the classic uh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Okay. You're gonna sing the theme song or something? Nope, because uh, we don't own the rights. We do not have any of the rights for that. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, a lot of people know now through pop culture and the last Wonder Woman film, that origin story and Wonder Woman, um, which Gal Gadot and um, probably is my favorite version of Wonder Woman. Okay. Why? So, so what no sets her apart for you to, to Linda Carter? Yeah. No disrespect towards her, but that's not the generation I grew up with. Right, right. So if we had to redo it, 
I think we did a great choice in getting Gal Gadot. Well, and I mean, she she fits the the bill so perfectly. Yeah, she, her face isn't like so uh, warrior. Um, what's the word? Zena. Yeah, exactly. Chiseled. Yeah, yeah. Like same same with Zena. Same with Gina Carino. Mm-hmm. There's more of a battle element to their face. Uh, they, they have the more chiseled uh, features. Yeah, features. But yeah. then you've got Gal Gadot, who has just enough of that I've seen battle, but also the Diana you hear about in the comics and you know mm-hmm. the animated movies, the way you would imagine her, where everyone's fawning over her. Men and women are like, "Holy shit, where are yeah. you from?" Did Zeus model her out of clay, or was that his? So that her was mother? one origin mm, that's story. That's one origin story. Because that's one thing. If Zeus made her out of clay, I'm not. I need to be able to fuck this shit. So out of clay, because you was, know Zeus fucked his children, goats, eagles, <laughs> and manta rays. So he did not care about what he put. The his origin in. story you saw in that first film is yeah. kind of where it was in the beginning. In New Fifty Two, it was yeah. a different origin story where she is a direct descendant, daughter yeah, yeah. of Zeus. And so that's the thing she finds out she's a direct descendant because yeah. it was all a lie. And then sometimes yeah. it's her mom that makes the clay, and Zeus coming in like, Whew. yeah, was still kind of creepy. You're bringing the plan. Ooh, but Zeus girl. being her father, her <laughs> mother had to protect her because or, Hera. Because he, Hera, just like in Hercules, Hera is a spiteful Sorbo, woman. Yeah, she went, I'm going to kill all these motherfuckers. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, which I think we're going to do a month with all mythology and we'll touch I more on that. I cannot wait yeah. for I believe that's our gonna mythology be June? Uh, You know, I think we did plan it for June yeah, and I cannot so. wait because really? y'all... I know a lot about Slavic folklore that I have just been waiting to <laughs> get I gotta into. admit to talk about myself. Yeah! You can't see what I'm pointing at right now. But oh, I think so you So tell us now about Wonder Woman while we're still in Women's Month and not Kelsey yeah. uh, Oh, <laughs> I'm all on month. women. So we all know her lasso of truth, the bands <laughs> that she has, and her superpowers. And so 1984 is getting ready to come yeah, out. Yeah, and you know what? I am excited as hell for that movie. Mm-hmm. Hell that, yeah. That gold suit. Yo, yeah. all right. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about the fact that that nigga less on lightning. That had yeah. me like, Oh, she's... You can last on my thumb. And we're going to get girl. new characters as Cheetah, Maxwell Lord. Well, this is one of the first times with the DC movies where we actually get a human villain. Mm-hmm. For most of the time, it, there's partly a human villains, but then they go super CGI gray monster towards the end. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. It's just mm-hmm. another gray CGI monster for them to fight or faceless monsters or it, I love Shazam, mm-hmm. but give me some defining features about the seven deadly sins other than one is fat. Yeah. But you didn't watch Birds of Prey either. That's why I said it's one of the first times. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you, yeah. And, and with Maxwell Lord, you get <laughs> Justice League International. Oh, I don't know yeah. if they'll ever bring that up through these films, but we don't know. No. Word, because Maxwell Lord did pop up in the Supergirl TV series played by Old Buddy from Twilight. I forgot what... He played the dad of the House of Vampires. Oh, Peter Facinelli or whatever. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That is an unfortunate last name. <laughs> I probably butchered that, but, but we're <laughs> close. Peter Facinelli. <laughs> he got killed in the last Twilight movie just to find out like it was all. It was all a dream. I used to read Vampire Magazine. <laughs> Bro, yes, yeah. I was so mad because that one nigga was like Avatar. He's like, hey, yeah. he had the fire and ice and. You know what? I'm not getting into so, that shit. I'm so, sorry. so, um, Michelle. So, yeah, I, I love Wonder Woman personally for the Amazonian, the Greek mythology, yes. all of that, because that's what I grew up it's intrigued so with. It's so good. It's so yeah. good. Well, okay, so what what is it about her characteristics? Because there's so many great things you can pick about Wonder Woman. And I, yeah. I have a follow up question Which origin story do you adhere to? Mm. I would have to say I like more of 
her as a direct descendant of Zeus as his it's daughter. It's a lot because of it brings that tension yeah. with Hera and how do I protect her from Hera, the most spiteful? The most, yeah. So yeah, Hera is the most spiteful. I mean, Zeus has made several children through mythology, and she mutilated half of them or murdered them, and right. So that risk to Wonder Woman, it, I think it makes that appeal more intriguing. Well, and I also like the idea that her history has been kept from her yeah. in a way where everyone else on that island knows. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, why would you not tell me that? What's... The thing that's frustrating about Wonder Woman, though, she's kind of like Superman where she thinks that humans, there's always that positive, that goodness. And <sighs> I'm like, no. That's okay? a mistake. Yeah. She's never been to fucking New York. <laughs> or a lot of parts or, of or Or fucking... <laughs> Put her in Florida. Yeah. Put her in Florida for a week. Yeah. Florida man. Florida man. <laughs> Sicking gators on her and stuff? Yeah, yeah. I'll read that. One Bath salt Florida man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that shit would be lit. Yeah. You know what? Let's. Hey, DC. Um, if you're listening, Wonder Woman and Florida man, please make it happen. <laughs> we will give you all of our money. And she had a team up with Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing is, is Florida, Florida man, man the bath salts guy? <laughs> Uh, Florida no, no. Man is every Everybody, story that yes. starts with oh, gotcha. Florida Man. Yes. <laughs> so okay, okay. <laughs> so what 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 characteristic about her stands up to you the most? You know that's her downfall, but it's also the good thing about her because she fights so hard for humans, yeah, and mankind because she sees that positive in them. But yeah, I also see that as a huge weakness. It's a big weakness, but at the yeah. same time, you do understand how that does give her strength. Yeah. In the face of all adversity, when Batman's being bleeped... It's something to fight Superman's for. Superman's been taken down by the most common mineral on Earth. Yeah. You have Wonder Woman. Lead. Fucking lead or kryptonite, which is so rare, but found in every Cracker Jack box. You've got Wonder Woman <laughs> who goes, no, nah, sure. we can do this. Yeah. So right now, there, uh, I don't know if you're familiar, there was Dark Knight's Metal. Mm-hmm. And that was more Bat-centric. They're saying Dark Knight's Heavy Metal, which is the sequel coming out to it. Is Wonder Woman centric? Yes, because she's front and center on that cover. Do you hmm. know anything about the Dark Knights? Uh, the, the the event that happened? No. It was Dark Batman from a dark multiverse that basically made up the Justice League. Okay. And a Bat Woman. Yeah, uh, with um, she was uh, Bryce Wayne. Yes, and she genetically grafted all the kills <gasps> to kill. She was the woman. woman yeah, and she was the woman that drowned. Yeah, that shit was dope. That shit was so cool <laughs> because she had the eye patch and she's just like, no, nah, <laughs> you're dead. No, you're dead. So if there's a dark multiverse coming, and it's <laughs> dark Dianas, yeah, what Diana. iteration do you want to see the no. most of a dark version <laughs> of your Wonder Woman? Hmm. What are my options? Anything. Dark multiverse. Dark multiverse. Hold up. Speaking of a dark Wonder Woman, how did you feel about Flashpoint when Wonder Woman killed your girl, Mara? Because mm. that was a dark Wonder Woman. Because her and Arthur were beefing, but low-key. We always know I will always choose Mira, no exactly. matter what. <laughs> did you read that or did you watch the like, animated movie? When did you find that out that happened? Animated. How did you feel about that? Well, obviously, I don't like it because I love Mira. Exactly. If if I had a pick between... So, Mira was my other choice to discuss today, but I feel like I always talk about Mira. You Mira's definitely like, go to the Mira well a yeah. decent amount. Yeah. I see but what I get trying that. to do there's there. Because like I also semi- go to the Hickman X-Men well, yeah. and the Jesus isn't real. There's well. like a semi-obsession with her. I love her. I get it. No. Yeah. It's okay. 
Yeah. Okay, so fucking redheads. Yeah, that makes sense. Because <laughs> when I saw that scene, I was like, "Ooh, Michelle ain't gonna like that." But I do want to hear <laughs> if you had a dark version of Wonder Woman, because we're gonna get something like that. Yeah. What is the which one do you want to see, or what is a monstrous version of Diana that you hope you never see? You know, I love Marvel zombies. I know a lot of people have oh, a mixed no, feeling about that, but I love it. And yeah. Arthur Sudan, I mean, I adore him. So. Maybe a zombie Wonder Woman. A zombie Wonder Woman would be amazing. Yeah. But not deceased because they didn't, like, turn into zombies no. and be zombies no. were infected and yeah. they got... All right. Yeah. DC's was really good, though. Yeah, yeah. From Better than I, I thought it was going to be. Word. From what I heard, I wish I would have read it. Oh, I, I don't want movie. her to be like an undead where it's like yeah, a vampire. No, I'm not going to. Like, I listen to people, YouTube. What I'm saying it. is read I'm the, not going to read it. You don't want to read it? No, because I heard it. That made me like, oh, shit, I should have read it. Because I would have been like... Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go to to my last choice then. And for me, uh, it's going to be a villain again. Because, you know, we went hero, villain, hero, or hero, or sorry, pro, I don't blame you. I love villains. I, I think so I relate good. more to villains than And, you know, I got to say, the villain that I chose today, again, Very has good. some good moments. But it goes hand in hand with my first choice. But I picked Granny Goodness. <laughs> Oh, Granny Goodness, because she's so easy to hate. You remember in the cartoon when she was first introduced, and you're like, ew, why does she sound like that, though? And I remember telling you you should talk to her, talk about her, because you already did be a barter, so exactly. it goes hand in hand. Yeah. Yes, you yeah. actually set that up perfectly, but remember in the cartoon... Teamwork made the dream yes. work, baby! Remember the cartoon when they go and they see her, and she's on the farm, and she's like, I don't care about nothing. Which cartoon? Justice League Unlimited. Oh! You remember? I don't remember that specific oh my iteration, God, it's but so good. because I watched Young Justice and when she was playing the dual idea, and it's like, oh. no, nigga, she the same person. Well, and, and she even like, um, before we get into her history, she pretended to be Athena for a while to get the um, the Amazonians to go to war. Is she pretending to be your friend Athena right now? Because I still don't believe she. Ah, uh, shit! Well, Yo. she doesn't even listen to the podcast. But Granny Goodness might be trying to recruit you to be a. I'll be a fury. I know you would. Give me any power. Word. Mm. So, Granny Watch Goodness, out. Granny Goodness first appeared in <laughs> Mr. Miracle number two, mm. two issues before Big Barda. Not new guys or anything. No, oh. Mr. Miracle number two. Okay. That's right. She was also created by Jack Kirby and originally was a lowly. Now, a low lie or lowly. I, I, I read it as lowly, but that's how I read it growing up. You know, it's different yeah. things for different people. So. She was not always part of the elite. She was one of the poor peasant class of people, mm. taken from her family to go and be a hound oh of, apo- of of dark side. Yeah, I almost said a hound of apocalypse. Different thing, different universe, right across the pond. Yeah. So she where he's is like, he's kind of like Thanos with actually no emotion. That's right, because Thanos <laughs> at least sometimes he's like, oh, you know what? With Lady Death, you yeah. know what? I fucked up right Lady there. Dark side is on a whole nother yeah. level. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So she um was part of the brutally oppressed peasant class, taken from her family to be trained as one of Darkseid's hounds. And here's the thing. They give all the hounds a dog. She named her dog Mercy. Her dog Mercy was her best friend. <laughs> they fought, they hunted, they trained, they killed together. Her final test was to kill the dog. So instead, she killed the trainer, or her, her trainer. I and Darkseid's like, oh, why did you do that? And she's like, well, because to kill Mercy... To kill my dog would be to take away my biggest asset. And instead of that, Darkseid orders Mercy to kill her. And the dog immediately turns and goes to kill her. So she's got to kill the dog. What? 
I know. Oh, no need to hold Granny Goodness origin movie. <laughs> she wasn't bad. That's she like was at the end of charm. That's like at the end of I Am Legend. Will Smith had to fight say, his dog. I was gonna say you can't have an origin story because we would all be crying because the dog has the to die. The dog has to die, and <laughs> the fact that the dog turned on her like that after she's See, like, that's oh, the that's only my sad thing. Friend, and I am that's what Marvel would have did. Marvel like, yo, <laughs> this how we gonna make you connect to Granny Goodness before we give you the whole Fatal Fury. Yes. Theory. Yes. <laughs> So that moment yeah. broke her. That moment broke her so much that when a pot, or, or Dark Side was like, "Well, you're gonna go and you're gonna be part of this camp, and so you're gonna be the one to torture and train everyone," she was so dead inside. She's like, "Yeah, like what the fuck else am I gonna do?" Yeah. So she goes. She trains Big Barda. She trains Scott Free, son of uh, the High Father of New Genesis, who traded his sons with Apocalypse Son as a peace treaty. And so there's this whole thing where Scott Free is actually the son of the High Father, and um. The, uh, his brother is actually, or his brother, Orion. Is actually, Orion is the son of Darkseid. Yeah. And it's this whole thing, there's a prophecy there. What was there. the other Darkseid kid's name? Kaepernick? Uh, or whatever. Oh, no, no, came, right? no, you're right. Colin Kaepernick? <laughs> no. Hey, yo, he kneeled for a reason, though. That's why Darkseid got rid of him. Like, <laughs> we don't kneel on Apocalypse, nigga. That's not what we do. <laughs> um, no, but you're right. Uh, what was it, son? Caliban? Calabac? Calabac. Yes. So, um... <laughs> she raised them. She tortures them. She goes through this whole thing of hunting down Scott and Barta different times and being like, you think you can escape? Only to hit Tom King's story again. And when she meets them, it's like, it's so weird because they're on these death camps and there's death happening everywhere. And she's got a, a human kind of looking thing. And it's on all fours and she's using it as a table and as a footstool. But she's also offering them cookies and she's offering them, you know, like, oh, please have some wine. It's Pleasure bone wine. Drinks. You remember bone wine? Oh, it's your favorite. Mm, and they're like, I hate bone wine. And they taste it they're like, shit, that's good. And so Granny Goodness, even in her evil, evil mindset, still was kind of proud of Scott and Barta for escaping. For them doing their own thing. Even though she had to hunt them down. There was still a level of admiration. And kind of the opposite side of... Like, like last week. The opposite side of why I chose Big Barda is why I chose Granny Goodness. Mm. Mm. Big Barda took all that and became better. Granny Goodness was broken down and became what she was. But there's still a glimmer of who she was before that. The Just cookie baker? Just enough. You know? Just enough to where sometimes she'll let him escape. Yeah. Sometimes she'll say how proud she is even while she's got like a slave on the ground that she's using as a table who she's beating mercilessly. Mm. Word. I love her. She's immortal. She, it could uh, be a kink. I mean, they could, could be. Because <laughs> then that um, Batman, Superman, was it Apocalypse? When Supergirl came uh-huh. off? Then they go to a Big Barter and yeah, uh, Mr. Miracle's career. The mother boxes come from there. Exactly. Everything is around And Big Barter like flipped mm-hmm. the whole like kind of like uh, Spider-Man has amazing friends. Like everything flipped around and shit. Like She's like, let's get ready. Next thing the dark side, like, bitch, I'm here. Fuck everything. What do you mean, let's get ready? For real. Because shit's here. And I didn't watch Smallville, but I know Granny Goodness was in there. She did show up in Smallville. It was her first uh, film debut. Her last one so far. I would like to see her come in in some sort of CW aspect. Yeah. In what they have now. Not a DC film. Mm, Mm. DC film has been letting me down, and I have nothing more to say about that. So let's go around and kind of the oh, same thing shit. as last I, time. Not to fuck my whole brain up because 
DC ain't even touch on the dark side. Well, they no, have. They have. No, I'm talking about on the CW side. Oh, CW side. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Because Justice League tried. Because that's where they got to go next. Justice League Cri- was such a down. With Infinite Crisis. Batman versus Superman tried. It needs to. No, just no I'm be talking redone. about the C- Arrowverse. Yes. As they did that, dark side and that well, side. Here's what I'm saying. That's the, as, as as much as you know, you don't want to believe it. Yeah, the CW verse is killing what the DCEU has failed to deliver on. Even yeah, when they correct. failed, they at least trying. Crisis on Infinite Earths was the best crossover I've ever seen because it was the budget they had, and they had spent so long laying mm-hmm. the groundwork instead of DCEU coming in and saying, "Here's why you care about this," and that's why no. Give me actual reasons to care about these characters. The, the was- thing with DC, I think there was so much pressure because Marvel has had this time to build up every character mm-hmm. in their films, then make, you know, their That's why Avengers and all of that. Where DC, it was like, they saw the competition, they're rushing uh-huh. all these storylines, and it doesn't work that way. Because they weren't smart enough to realize, like, bro, like, most people already say, you always... You already had all your toys in the sandbox. Yep. Mm-hmm. But you decided to let other people play with your toys. Marvel's like, I only have these toys. Yeah. Everybody else have my toys. Let me do what I can <laughs> and slowly get them back. Yeah. yeah. DC could have did what Marvel's doing now since forever. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah with Marvel, Marvel took the time to make um, one. There's one movie in the first phase that everyone said would fail. Thor. Is that, mm-hmm. No, no, no. No. Iron Man. Iron Man, no one cared because it was the first exactly. one. But Thor, they okay, said, Thor, they said, you're, how the fuck are you going to make a Thor movie and make me care? Yeah. And then they did. But yeah. nobody cared. They watched. But I love the first I know. I, Thor's my guy, but I'm the just talking about. The second was a hot piece like, of garbage. Like, money-wise. Like, it's like, all right, it did. These people seen it, but they was like, I have faith. Mm-hmm, Let's build. Mm-hmm. Let's build. Yeah. DC, Nick, y'all had all these kids. You could have. Yeah. Been doing what Marvel did, but you we didn't have been to Batman Beyond by now. Yeah. They don't when have, they didn't have the foresight. Came, yeah. came out, there was no late. character buildup. It no. was all of a sudden there's characters. We had had what? We two know, or three but they don't Batman know. at this point? Yeah. You had yeah. fucking Man of Steel, fucking Jeez. Batman vs. Superman, Suicide Squad, like Cyborg randomly so, came okay, in. <laughs> so, so, going with that, final question of the night. Obviously, you know, where can the people find you? What would you like to plug? But same as last week. Which female character in the DC universe that has not been introduced would you like to see hit the small screen or the big screen? Mm. Michelle. Big screen? She's been in the big screen in the Tim Burton version, but for me, I need it now. Mm -hmm. This version. You You mean you need it meow? Meow. Right, meow. <laughs> no, not meow because Catwoman's coming out. You need to grow some catnip. I want a new Poison Ivy. No, uh, who was that before? Uma Thurman. Yeah. Like the Fall Out Boy song. That was a different version. Birds of Prey being out, it's nasty. a perfect opportunity to bring her. That was a nasty movie. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Stupid. Cersei's another good one. Okay, wow. From Game yeah. of Thrones. Hot, hot take. Hot take. <laughs> no. Oh, that's funny, but we ain't gonna do that. <laughs> okay. DC version. Uh, and where can the people find you? What would you like to plug? Um, Nothing to plug other than everybody should vote for Poison Ivy. Aubrey Plaza. Oh, man. You know <laughs> Get what? Get it out there in the universe. You got it in. If we keep saying it, the collective unconscious will take it and run with yes. it. Yes. Yeah. 
God, we should just write her letters. And um, <laughs> Dear Miss Plaza, <laughs> hi, my name's Daniel. Um, you may not know this, but I'm a fan of yours. Yeah. Uh, so yesterday, as I was talking with my friends, these are my friends, Kelsey and Michelle. Miss Kelsey, he's a little bit more like, and then, you know. <laughs> you know, she was at And Sunday. unlike a lot of people, I actually saw the movie you did with Scarlet Witch, a.k.a. Elizabeth Olsen yeah. with Ice Cube's son. I watched that movie. Oh, I, I watched that, that too. Movie. I'm more yeah. a fan of The Little hey, Hours. And Girl Goes West. Little Hours. Yeah. You yeah. yeah. trying so, to write a Batman script in that she, movie? She was too. at Sundance a week before I went to Sundance. Weird flex, so. but okay. <laughs> if only we would have just crossed paths. <laughs> and crossed streams. She would have been here right now. Yes. But um, otherwise, I am Emily Gideon on Instagram, Michelle Gideon on Facebook. Hell yeah. We're happy to have you every week, Michelle. Hell yeah. Kite man, tell me what's up. Uh, what is a? Ooh, I see what you did there, baby. Yeah, which which of these women, which character in the DC universe that hasn't hit, would you like to see on the big screen, the small screen? Where can the people find you? Who are you wearing tonight? I'm gonna go with Amethyst, just because I'm. I don't the fuck fantasy with fantasy character. Yes, yeah, just because wow. that um genre has not been tra- translated to the big screen. I don't know anything really about her besides the little DC shorts. Yeah. I just know a girl gets transported to mm-hmm. this magical dimension. It's an 80s series. Exactly. I'm all yeah. for magical girl genres like Sailor Moon, Glitter Force, all that jazz, which. So I'm like, well, you have that lane to get into. I think you could play her. Oh, I could. <laughs> I, could play, I could play anybody, girl. Like, shit. <laughs> Not like motion capture because they ain't going to wear no heels. You got to have somebody else doing that shit. But voiceover, we could be in here getting that shit popping. But, like, no, like, Amethyst is, like, sword, sorcery, magic, mm. gemstone, Steven Universe. Cause a oh, stump, it's not Steven Universe. No, it's not yeah, Steven, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, supposed yeah, with yeah. gems. Like, Amethyst, that's why I thought about that right now on the spot. The brilliance of the Low-key, Amethyst is one of the best characters in Steven Universe, but that's uh, not what we're talking about right there's now. There's, like, five characters. We'll talk, there's Garnish more the, than five, and five we'll talk main. about that in five, the... Five main. No. Five main. No. Garnish number one. Let's be for real. She's the best. You say five main. There's Pearl. There's Amethyst. There's, uh, well, if you take down, a, a per, or not Amethyst, but uh, Garnet as two different characters, Ruby and Sapphire, that's two characters right there. Then you've got Bismuth. Then you've got Lapis Lazuli. Then nope, you've no, got no, Paradigm. No, no, no. I said then, five main. Oh, uh, yeah, these are main characters no, no, no. now. Steven, do you watch? Steven? Do you watch? Steven, the three gems that make foe, and Ruby. Or uh, Rose. How dare you? Rose was pink. That's five. Like I said. I mean, like okay, I said, where can the people find you, Kelsey? If I agree you like with to you. Plug? You brought that to me, baby. You brought that to me. We'll talk more about Steven Universe on the next uh, one of the next episodes where we talk about the corner female of uh, and groups that are power groups. <laughs> oh, I didn't think. No, nigga, I didn't think about that. I had that on my list since you said it. But, of course, you can <laughs> always find me on Escaping Podcast. Yo, where the captions at? You can find me. Kills for show on Instagram, Snapchat, Kelsey DeAndre Greer on the FB. That's Facebook for all the youngsters out there. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I think the youngsters made that for you. I don't try to know the youngsters, <laughs> but they know me. No, that's all I had to say. That's it, that's it, okay. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, for me, I've been saying, and I, it's going to be my my first pick. You've been want, saying, like, go I on. want Big Barda. I want to see Scott Free. But again, I want Gina Carino and uh, Daniel Radcliffe to play them and have them in the roles. That's it. That's so not what you asked me. Go ahead. Uh, who, who, uh, who hasn't been on the screen that I'd like yeah. to see? That was my question. That was the question. Yeah. 
No, that was it. And you said amethyst. Yeah, you said amethyst. That's okay, Kelsey. That's okay. No, I don't cry for bitches. You a grown ass man. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Escaping Podcast. You can find me on Facebook, Daniel Rojas, uh, Instagram, Blue Morpho, one word, the O's are zeros. I'm going to try and be more active on there. Uh, as always, we recorded Escape Velocity Comics downtown. Our thoughts, our ideas, our opinions do not reflect that of Escape Velocity, its staff, or its owner. It's just us coming in here, getting naked, and talking at you for about an hour. We love you. We're sweating. Not naked. And today, we are going to leave you with Not a Complicated Person by Downtime. They're a band here in Colorado. They're really good. If you get a chance to watch this music video, I highly recommend it because it is a fucking trip. Roll up a fat blunt, get nice and stoned, and watch this video. It's Awesome. It's or, weird and I love it and yeah. A fatty like If you don't Kazan. do drugs, All just right. drink a Capri Sun. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's the same thing. Just drink a, a Kiwi Strawberry Capri Sun. Ew! And, and, and there you go. Oh, cool splash, baby. Who are you? Some black. No, we don't fuck with that strawberry Kiwi. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. We will see you next time on Escaping Podcast. Remember, there can only be one chum bucket. Just remember, if you feel like Big Barter ain't stuck in slave pits of apocalypse, that you gotta fight and kill your friends. You need to get you a scot free so you can be an escapee. Always stay on candy, y'all. Oh dear, baby Jesus.